What's good, fam? And welcome back for episode two of Pock Talk. Uh, today we got David Flores in the building. David is a public school educator, a public speaker, an activist, a writer, and a decolonizer. Uh, me and David met at a party about a year ago uh, when Pock Talk was still kind of just an idea. And uh, uh, he shared with me his experience as a teacher. And he has a very, very particular approach to teaching, which you'll hear. I mean, there's really no wonder that this guy is a public speaker because when he walks into a room, he doesn't go unnoticed. We talked about public school and charter school systems, uh, male privilege, and how to decolonize the mind. Uh, there were a couple moments where we were just like, damn, whoa, mic drop, you know, type of thing. Uh, and we got a little bit deep. Uh, so to protect the privacy of certain people and institutions, we've cut out certain words from the episode. Anyway, we really can't thank you enough for joining us again. Uh, we're really excited to have you. This journey is really just beginning, and we're having a blast so far. Uh, we hope that you are too. Please keep sharing. Get your friends on board. Subscribe. Give us a like. Uh, that helps. It, ge- it gives, keeps us motivated. It keeps us coming back. So yeah, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get to it. This is episode two of Pock Talk. <laughs> was it that bad? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I lived in a working class part of the city. Um, lower working class, I guess, if you want to be specific. My pops, like, did relatively well for himself. Um, he paints cars, still does it, like, for over on 30 business. years. Not too far from here. He works on... He works on Pico and Arlington. Everybody go to Pico and Arlington. Yeah, oh, nice. hey, hit on my, my dad's body shop. He's a little older though, so he can only like paint one piece at a time. But <laughs> take, you know, he's, it's gonna be a while. Easy, but it's worth quality, it, right? Quality. Quality. Right? What, what's, what's the name? What's the name of it? Uh, shit, I can't even tell you right now. Something body service. I'll, I'll figure it out. Pico and, and Arlington. I'll plug, I'll plug him in next time. All right, um, <laughs> I'll plug him in nah, after. My, my pops at this point is just like trying to get his paycheck. And like, wait, is that the Mercedes spot? Like it says like Mercedes. It has all the logos on the corner. I know what you're talking about. The taco person lines up. Right there, yes. I know what you're talking It's right across from the cemetery, right? There's a cemetery, Pico, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the Pico, and then right, right, it's uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's like the school Pio Pico, and then the yeah, 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 that means we tore shit down dude dude, when our auditorium uh we went to LUSD school so when our auditorium got remodeled bro it took like two years most of high school we didn't have an auditorium dude because it was being remodeled (laughs) and it all we changed was the fucking chairs dude that we got chairs and we got ac we got new chairs and an ac (laughs) and uh, but no no but low-key like in recent years just uh, a couple years ago they actually got a they actually got like a donation by from I think it was Queen Latifah who donated like a couple million dollars. It was like two million dollars, some shit like that. So now, so. now the auditorium looks legit. It has a whole like, like, sound room. Really? Like, exactly. Y'all know better than anyone else, right? Like we got the opportunities, the resources, the encouragement that right. a lot of our homies didn't, right? For whatever, yeah. maybe why? Because we didn't do good on a bubbling test when we were five years old. Encouragement was right. a big part of it, actually. Yeah, encouragement too. Yeah, but you uh, know, when your homies struggle, like it, it's not as easy for them to read, or they don't got the support at home, or. Right. They don't have the patience or whatever it may be. Like teachers aren't as encouraging, you know. And you Hell see that. No. You see that, like that encouragement. You see that, like um, that desire to help kids, like kids, and like have these beliefs, like go out the window. With a lot of teachers, especially folks who aren't from our communities and like don't genuinely believe in our kids, you know. Or um, they just teach for America, man. I didn't realize that there were so many kids from. There were so many teachers at my uh, high school that were teach for America. Like, yeah. Which oh, is, really? Yeah, I didn't realize. That. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, which is like a, which and is it, a gateway. I didn't know but. what teach for. I mean, I didn't, I thought that was just a teacher, you know. But it wasn't yeah. until I, my, now that I'm seeing a lot of my friends go through teach for America because I mean I don't want to say anything about teach for America, but like a lot of them are. Just there because I couldn't find a job and it's gonna help me great. Yeah, Rather. that's the reality. I mean, really? yeah. I, I don't, I don't. At least people in my experience, my I'm friends, not saying everyone's like that. But uh, maybe, maybe for for you, like as your teachers. But I feel like my friends who have gone to Teach for America go in for different things, but then for different reasons. 
But are I will POC? say they then tell me about their experience, which... Are they POC? I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah go. I was going to say that, too. Yeah, like, who do you for America? Probably different. Yeah, yeah, I was probably saying it's probably more of a, like, you attract, like, good yeah. people as friends, like, yeah. than, than you know what? like, that's the trend. Like, at least <laughs> yeah. From what I, yeah. yeah. I think we're hearing that one. Yeah, like, at least when I know a Teach for America, like, too many folks, or I'd say at least half, if not more, like, are going into it, like, as uh, in between. Yeah. As, uh, For now. I need money. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, sounds good. But then I think, too, like Teach for America provides a very real need for students coming out of college who don't really um, know what they're doing, you know, and, like, provide one of the very few opportunities to, like, uh, pay for for school yeah absolutely yeah. it's a great deal for the ones coming in yeah now like we gotta think about it though like what's the name of the program those teach for america like it's the priority should be the kids yeah and the re- reality is that these people well i'm glad that's paying for their grad school and it's like giving them an option um you're doing a disservice to the kids and yeah. you're actually a fucking liability mm-hmm. so the like, program if, if you're half-assed. not really about it like think about it you get a fucking like six week i think six weeks Six week crash course, mm-hmm. like on teaching, mm-hmm. and then you're given an emergency credential, and then you're like thrown into yeah. an underserved community. That's true. Like you're going to the fucking Mississippi Delta, like yep. and and teach kids, uh, like uh, teach kids who are mostly uh, like below like grade level, way below grade level, mm-hmm. like you know teach them how to do well, right? Yeah. And then within this like hella structured system, right? And and they're culturally ignorant when they come in. Hell yeah, in, you're yeah. maybe right? one of the few no people clue. of co- you're maybe one of the few people of color teachers, and you got a fucking all white right. staff, right? Ninety eight percent black population or of the students, other way around or and whatever. then you got the admin like who are negating the necessity for for any kind of relevance in terms of curriculum or like structure. So anyway, with that being said, um, how did you get into teaching? I, how I got into teaching, well, it was growing up in Pasadena. And, like, again, I saw that I did well. I got the encouragement and all that. So I got bust elementary. I was all assimilation. I, I wanted to be that good kid, right? And then when I went to middle school, I went to my uh, local uh, middle school, like, two blocks up. And it was it was the hood school in Pasadena or whatever, but uh, Washington Middle School. Um, but it, it's really where I got, like, the best of both worlds. I got put in a magnet program. You know, so I did really well in that sense, but I also got to like kick it around kids I grew up with, like playing soccer with, right? That I hadn't gotten a chance to go to school with um, because I was bused to the east side like during elementary. So it was a dope dynamic, you know, to like um, to like grow up around kids that I didn't get a chance to grow up around, even though I live in the same neighborhood as them. And then at the same time to like get the opportunity, like the privilege opportunity to be in something like a magnet program, you know, with a teacher who like hella supported me and stuff. Um, so that's kind of when I really started wanting to get into teaching, you know, because in middle school. And I saw that, like, I was starting to do really well. And, like, my, my, my friends were, like, really starting to, like, fall off, you know. They did really well in soccer. Like, soccer was always, like, the thing that brought us together. But they just needed a lot of support in school. And, uh, or they, had, they struggled at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it was just a lot of roadblocks. So, um, yeah, that. And then um, I think just, like, the opportunity to be able to have an impact and like give back to my like give back to my community and give back to my people like I was always like pretty like vocal and like I see a need for change and like I see that I can like bring change in certain spaces um, and like teaching always came naturally to me since I was little like you know like my teachers would make me help other kids and like I was looking always to help out my boys yeah. whether it be with work or like other times fucking financially when I was younger you know and like um but, like, they helped me, too. It was family, you know? So, like, for me, it was always like, yo, like, I got all this fucking encouragement, all this support, you know? And I got given the opportunity that most of my friends didn't get. You know, the least I can do is give back, you know? So, like, teaching, yo, like, for me, is, like, giving an opportunity to everybody. Because that's what equity is. Did you want to do Green Dot? Hell no. Nah. I wanted you, to do, I wanted to teach at Okay. Okay. I wanted to teach at Green Dot. Oh, that was the difference. Which like Ooh, which you were mentioning, no Brian? They're called transformation school. Oh, they were at wow. USD, and Green Dot comes in to fix things, oh, right? Oh, and I to and to make everything better. So like they come in, the priority is like let's figure out how we can get these kids' test scores up and their reading grade levels up, right? On these SRI tests, right? That's what it's all about. It's yep. about SRI tests and Numbers. reading scores and grade level reading. That's what matters, <clears throat> right? Because that's how charters justify what they're doing. They keep getting funding. They stay open, right? They get accredited. Where's the funding coming from? Public funding. Taxpayer money. Like taxpayer money, yeah. Oh, that's right. And then we just voted for more money to go to... See, but here's the problem. Like, okay, here's the problem. When you were in high school, did you take any AP tests? Or AP, uh, I'm sorry, uh, courses or whatever? I did. A couple. Okay. So, 
did you ever really try to learn the material because you really care about the no. material? Or did you ever, or were you like, I need to get None this, of my history hold classes. on, hold on, or did you, or, did you, or were you like, I need to get this five, this is going to be an extra point on my grade point average. I think if that's I what I'll at least get a B, I'll make an A, so technically it'll be, e- I don't I'll know. get an extra, yeah. It'll, so, it'll look good on so my GPA when I It'll look college. good when I, gra- right. So that's what we're teaching everybody. Yeah. That's what we're teaching all our kids how to, and the thing is, people sometimes don't know that you really just need to regurgitate exactly what the teacher wants and you'll be fine. But some kids don't get that. Some kids can't even get to that level because they can't, whatever, like read or whatever. And then, like, even when you do do that, bro, when you graduate with a 4.0, bro, I, I didn't fucking read a thing. I just Not one I goddamn thing, bro. Cliff notes. I didn't read shit. shit you know what I did? Through. I was like, here you go. A, B, C, detail example, blah, 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 blah. Here's my fucking thesis. Jane one, Schaefer. two, three, blah, blah, blah. It's a fucking formula. Fuck you. Now I got to go to my other practice because I'm brown. Have to look like I'm well-rounded. Have to look like I have to blah, blah, blah to get this money for college because I'm broke. You know what I mean? Like, you don't give a shit about the education. Yeah. Brother, you just like, you're, um, say you're one of my students. Like, this would be like your reflection, like post, like post <laughs> being in my class, like living through life. What you just said. That's exactly all it, right? We're taught to like be in a system and conform, right? right. This is this big fucking idea that I'm trying to push, man. This is what I realized like growing up. Yeah. They yeah. want you to fucking conform. Like it's either be like them, it's either be like them or, or you're outcasted, right? Yeah. Or you're you're not accepted, right? So play um, the game, right? Exactly, play the game. So yeah. finish Pasadena on the ones that get out, right? None of my none of my Damn. boys go to college. There we go. None of my boys go to college. I'm the pride and brown joy, right? Yeah. But what you realize after you leave, I left to UC Santa Barbara. Like it wasn't. You ain't special. No, no, it felt nice. There was there was like it's a Hispanic serving institution. Now. Oh, so uh, I heard- it's like twenty percent brown now, which is hella dope, right? Um, so I got into teaching after Santa Barbara. I walked on to the also oh, dope ass organization in Manos Unidos in Santa Barbara that like was a home for me. Like man, my best friends there, man, my boy Chino and little A, um, right? Homies your homies from, from Jose, yeah, from your homies school, from Jose. Yeah. Um, they became fam and like a huge support system. And again, this whole process of like this idea of becoming a like a nuevo hombre, right? Like of like transforming yourself, of like shedding those like stereotypes that plague like Latino males, right? That were machistas that. Um, we're misogynistic, mm-hmm. right? Like all these things, right? That we don't we don't pursue higher education. So all combating that, right? So all you guys that dealt helped with trans- kids. You guys worked with kids when you were up yeah, there, absolutely. Right? You community guys- service, <laughs> like um, definitely a lot of community service in like in the community and at school. Again, so I ended up doing that. That was awesome. Walked on a year on the soccer team. That was a dope ass experience. I got to see what that privileged life was like. And then I had to like be like, do I want to be a bench warmer and like carry the title and wear the gear and feel cool because I played Division One, or should I like focus on grad school? So I focused on grad school, and I saw a flyer at the Ed Building after a minor class, and it said like, Teacher of Color Fellowship for <laughs> no uh, Woodrow Wilson Rockefeller Brothers Fund Fellowship for aspiring teachers of color, Ooh, and it's like, nice yo, bro. this sounds like what you're giving money to teachers like people of color who want to teach in the hood, like Ooh. this is a fucking dream come true. So I apply. Um, I ended up being like chosen by UCSB, one of like uh, one of fifty national nominees. Um, I flew to Boston, all that, and I ended up being one of twenty five national winners. Um, nice. So I got racked out thirty G's that nice. paid for UCLA. Ooh. Um, so I went to Center X, uh, got my master's there. Blessing, blessing, blessing again. So it, it all comes together like yo, like I'm destined to do this, yo. And like all I want to do is like return, you know, return the favor. So. Um, yeah, that's when I got into, like, really got into teaching. Did grad school, like I said. I got student taught at Hawkins here in South Central, um, at Stevenson in East L.A. Got a job teaching over here in Culver City. I taught middle school history. Um, then I moved to San Francisco, taught history and English there. Um, and then I ended up at L- this past year. So, why, L- why Well, one, I was leaving the Bay because, like, I felt the, like there was a need to come home, right? I hadn't taught... Like I, I hadn't I hadn't been down here and like I knew there was a need to teach in LA. Um and it felt right to come home in the moment, right? Some personal stuff like led me to come back. So I came back after a year in the bay and um I ended up at L- because I met someone at a teaching conference um in East LA. 
It's called the Institute for Teachers of Color Committed to Racial Justice. I go to all the dope conferences with like cool acronyms. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, but um, nice. So yeah, I met a teacher there in the parking lot when I was leaving. They're like, "Hey, do you have a job next year?" I'm like, "Nah, I don't." Like, you got me. I'll be there. So I interviewed, got that. They liked me. So um, yeah, they hired me. And so I, you played the game. I played the game, yeah. How'd you I, mean, get out? I, I, I dressed up, I dressed up and all that, but I also told them like, yo, like I'm talking, I'm gonna talk about real shit, and you know they're cool with that. Nice. In the interview, nice. you know, and then once you really start teaching it, and then once you like show them that you're not gonna be like what they want you to be, that's when it gets like really complicated. So uh. I wasn't gonna be like their good little brown boy. And oh, that's like two years, one year, two years. This is, I'm going into my fourth year of teaching. Fourth, wow. And they want you there, huh? You've... They they wanted me to stay, yeah. Nice, but nice. I, I just couldn't stay. Like my principal didn't get it. You, you know? okay. So you okay. taught what grade? Yeah. Uh, I just finished teaching tenth grade. Tenth grade. So you've seen kids graduate. I've seen kids graduate. Um, so I, my kids haven't graduated yet. Um, oh, oh the, you've only taught it one year, bro. Okay. I've been I've been jumping around. I've been this is gonna be my fourth school in four years. Wow. I don't want to hop around Damn, anymore. Bro, you're, Are you trying? you're my age, right? Twenty six. I'm twenty. Yeah, Damn. I'm twenty six. But that that's the thing. Like, Are you trying to find something. Trying to find to, something like you gotta you gotta be happy with where you're at, so that like, you can like cultivate like a like your relationships mm-hmm. and like do you, you do your and thing. something that's you. like sustainable. Yeah, you know. And if you're in a toxic environment, like yo, like yeah. in San Francisco, I taught for like a former Arizona cop. Latino male who was like hella machista. Oh, interesting. Right? And like not taking like what was this a principal? Yeah, principal. Okay. Principal. Oh. And on top of that, like he was just it was just he was hella problematic in so many ways, right? And he like contradicted himself, like it just himself, his positionality. Like you're in education as a Latino, but you're a cop in Arizona and you like have like hella repressive like policies, you know? Like he installed cameras all over the fucking school. It's a middle school. You search ten and black brown boys, you, you find weed on one of them who was the dis- oh, the distributor. Shit. You criminalize him, he ends up getting pushed out, right? The other nine kids school are prison pipeline. Yeah, yeah, are the other Damn. nine kids no note home, no explanation, no apology, just go back to class. And it's the norm. And never did you know, saddest story ever, this shit could be written like in a fucking movie. Homeboy was slanging with his mom. His mom and him slang, and that's how they that's how yeah. they pay rent. That's God how they get by. Damn. I don't it's know. It's California now, so last it's time, like last time I checked, like my boy was selling bud on on four twenty at Hippie Hill in San Francisco. <laughs> you feel me? Like yeah. getting by, you know, so and another out. kid pushed up by the system. You know, damn. like who knows if he'll go back. Is the kid smart? Hell yeah. Hella smart. Right, hella yeah. capable, but just so many stories like that. And here I look, yo, like I got my heart broken on a daily basis. I mean, I got my heart mended back together and beautiful things that made me happy and gave me hope on a daily basis. But you get your heart broken, yo, like, yeah. and that's like, and I'm a teacher, so I get to leave it, right? Like, you know, now in East Oakland, I'm gonna be living there, you know, which is ideal. You should be living in the community you serve, you know. Yeah. But here in LA, like, I was able to leave to Pasadena. Like, my kids didn't get to leave, like, Watts. And not seeing Watts as a negative, right? Just seeing Watts as a reality. And the reality is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of danger going down. It, it, like, it's hot. And, like, my kids can't help you, you know? Like, violence and, and the hustle is going to be, it's inevitable, right? When you're in a community that needs to survive, right? And when, you're, when a system isn't made for you, you're going to survive it by any means necessary. So you can't judge kids. You can't judge folks, you know? Like I got... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that is why I came to because I want to be where I'm most needed. And so, like, so what's your approach? Where my you... approach? My approach is like, I'm not, I'm not nobody's savior. Like, don't... And I fucking hate when my kids do You remind me of that one movie with the white... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you better fucking stop <laughs> right <laughs> now. Don't you? Oh, you gotta have a watch Stand in the Liver. Stand in the Liver. I'm telling you, bro. We had a teacher like that at my school. Yeah. He was Teach for America. It's cool. Oh, yeah. So that just means anyway, they appreciate you, though. I, uh, it was cool. I just connected with them. Like, but yeah, I like I'm no, I'm nobody's savior, yo. Like, and there's been folks who like been uh, in the game for years, for generations, like, who have paved the way to the point now where I can be like, yo, I'm gonna challenge the system, and I'm gonna teach gender and ethnic studies in a, within an English classroom, right? And I'm gonna do it by justifying it with state standards, right? And I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna systemically damn. fuck you over for the benefit. 
and the service of my students, right? Because yeah. they're the ones who really need it, right? Yeah. So that's what, as I don't know, as a person of color, as a person, again, operating from a decolonial framework, and I see my positionality within the system as a, as a man, as a brown man, I recognize my privilege, and I know, yo, like, I got a voice that sometimes is going to be, unfortunately, more hurt because I'm bigger and because I'm a man. Yo, what, like, what, or what, I can have an impact with certain right. with my with my male students, right? right I can right. I can talk to them about hypermasculinity. But I can talk to them about, hey, let's fucking tear down this patriarchy, and they're gonna be looking at me like, what? <laughs> and I'm gonna be telling them like, yo, it's necessary. Like, we don't have to be macho man, and we don't have to be players, and we don't have to treat people like shit, and we don't have to like abuse ourselves. Be emotionally ourselves. suppressed, and yeah. yeah. Did you connect more with your male students than your? Than your- I connect with I connect with both, like whether they be male, female, and gender nonconforming. Um, I would say like for different reasons. Like with my males, because I'm able to, I know how to code switch. Yeah, you know, I I, I grew up with my boys. They're like homies. I know how to talk casual talk, talk about you know like music, hip hop, whatever it may be. Like growing up in the hood, like whatever it may be, like um, relationships, fucking like smoking, like I can relate, right? Sports, I'm all about sports. So I like, I, I got ways to connect with them. With the girls, like they're not used to men who respect them. <laughs> they're not used to men who hey, like listen real. to them or who value their voice or who encourage them, right? Or who tell them like, hey, you don't have to conform to these ideals of beauty that you hear on like, that you see everyone like pushing you on social media or on TV. Like, you know you're beautiful the way you are, and as cheesy as that sounds, right. you're like that's a starting point. You know, like even if they're not happy with themselves at that moment, they know fuck. I can't value myself for who I am. So as long as I'm happy at the end, like that's what matters, right? So I connect with my students for different reasons, but I think at the end of the day, even if they didn't vibe with my curriculum, because some of them, like as much as I want to talk about hypermasculinity, like some of my boys weren't having it. They're yeah. like so fucking brainwashed. They're so brainwashed. They're so entrenched in their male privilege that yeah. like they're unable to see a world. Well, every role model is like that. So how are you gonna break that yeah, down? Yeah, they're not able like to, like that. You exactly. can't. Yeah, you know, they're I not able you. to envision you. a world where fuck. I don't have privilege. Where it's Everyone's not about my dick. Treated the same. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? I don't get what I want all the time. Um, you know, like it's hard. So I'm not gonna get to everybody, but I can tell you like. All of my students will know that like I care for them, I love them, and like I respected them, right? And I tried to encourage them, you know. So I don't know, man. My philosophy, what I've been kind of coming up like these last two years, like was gonna push me. I think eventually, go back and do research. I don't know if I'm gonna get a PhD, you know. Like a bunch of homies like who are like academics say go back and do it, right? But I'm just like I love teaching too much, you know, and like fuck academia. Well, dude, yeah. you could always like keep doing it, and then eventually have so much research and information to the point where right, or you I could just, just drop like, that shit and get yeah. But I just like I like I do workshops now, like I do public speaking now, so it's like I I just got that avenue to like again make an impact and like help folks, you know. So um, my, my ideology is like you got to be real. Yo, what what does your tat say? This one, this one, this says decolonize your mind. Oh, for real. Hey, uh, can I go back though? I want to talk to you about um your kids and the masculinity because. That's that's um that's a hard one to break down. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? And like, how do you? Because uh, I've taught with like you know, like male thirteen year olds too, and like sometimes you, the the ADD, the machista, the ghetto, it just gets in the way of the curriculum. It mm-hmm. you can't you know what I mean? I don't know if you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? But yeah, yeah. Like you. you just keep fucking around. You can't get them. So how do you? I'm I'm back. You. And it's the the ghetto. Boys, How does the ghetto get in the way? What does because that mean? they think they're cool. Oh, okay. Like acting all, you know what I mean? They put up this the front. Ghetto for personification. They love putting up this front because yeah. that's what they see in social media. That's, that's what up. they see in their rappers. That's what they see in their fathers. That's what they, you know what I'm saying? I would argue that that's not, that, that's not, that's not, I would argue more that's capitalistic, man. Because this hood mentality, yeah. let's break down. It's sold what, to you, right? We, we, let's break down what we say hood and ghetto is, right? We say good and ghetto, we associate, uh, and ghetto, we associate it with, by any means necessary, making money, right? Or acting or a violence, or, or, yeah, or violence, or be, uh, acting yeah. a certain way, right? Right, right. Again, what means does it matter? Does it matter? Like we got folks who are fucking abusing the economic system and Wall Street and all that and making like or shady insurance companies like who are making racks off of our people, right? And like that's not seen as ghetto or or hood, right? right. But and it's always this negative connotation, right? So it's like, yo, like these folks are really doing the damage, but it's all legal, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's Spy all good, right? Oh, books. but 
fuck, God forbid, one of my students, who, true story again, like, got, got a homegirl pregnant. He's 16 to 15 years old. He, had, he already got caught once, like, stealing houses. It's called flocking, right? He went out to, he told me, man, I got this girl pregnant. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, man, I got to make some money. I'm like, you're going to go flock, huh? He's like, I don't know what else to do. What do you mean? He's, like, he's going to go steal houses. You go break into houses and you steal things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So shit. like, and I, I saw him one more time and I didn't see him no more. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know where my boy is, but I'm pretty sure he's locked up. Same, same reason. Yeah. So you're provoked. Like, now, nah, was this kid bad at all? Nah, he wasn't bad, man. But he's, what did the he's such a good. He's such a good kid. Right. But he's got pushed to this point where yeah. he has this mentality. Like, this is what I got to do in order swim. to get by. Sink or swim, right? Yeah. And yo, you look around. Right. Teachers... Yeah. Like just come in there like freeway teachers, you know, like they come in, like they'll teach in the hood maybe, but then they leave maybe. and then like they don't associate with the parents or not no. associate in the community. And like that's the biggest issue. And like I, I, I can tell you now, like I mean I've I've been um I've I've been a like a, a culprit of that as well. Like, you know, I wanted to serve and like I put in work but I also like left to Pasadena, you know. How was so. your relationship with the parents? Uh, my relationship, relationship was good, like with the ones I got to meet. Yeah, and it's just like a lot of instability, you know. Like parents work, like parents get phones cut off, like or um, one parent, or one parent. Many times, <laughs> that one parent. Yeah, yeah very well dude, said. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like it's a it. It really is a struggle, and it's more like so. It's good, like something they teach you in grad school, at least at UCLA, is like start off with a positive phone call. You know, so like establish that like positive connection with that parents, bridge, build then, that bridge, make yeah, sure that they're yeah. accessible. Yeah. Absolutely, and that you're and then, human. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm, that and just show them like you care, like you're actually interested in them. And like, and if you speak to them in Spanish, child. I'm sure that they'd be, they'd be more like, you know, they feel more comfortable. They'd feel, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Culture. Like that, bridge, that, yeah. And then when they come in the and they see me, they're like, oh shit, like you're hella young and you're like brown and like you talk like a normal person they're too. They're like, okay, like, okay. Yeah. Right. Like, they're, yeah. They're okay, like, okay, cool. Right. Like, That's and cool. again, it's about. Being able to did you did you find resistance? Places. Sorry, did you find resistance within the faculty, the administration of your school? Was there um, any? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, how did it change from the beginning to now? Cool. All right, year? so and I'd say like this is very much the case in like every school, right? This is like this is what ends up going down. They love me at first, right? I'm big, I'm brown, and I'm excited, right? Nice. And then I fucking. <laughs> Kids like me, I'm teaching shit with videos and pictures, and they're learning all these interesting topics, and everyone's fucking all right, cool. Ooh, and then I start talking about police brutality. Oh. And then I start like talking about the middle passage. Oh. And then it's like, and then I start talking about like, I don't know, hypermasculinity or gentrification. And then it's just like, oh. I heard that you were talking about blah, 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 or like, it's a passive-aggressive comment. Can you? Again, it's all good at first. Yeah, of course. And then after that, like, once they actually learn about the curriculum, they, like, they get taken aback, and it's passive-aggressive comments, and it's like, hey, um, here's, like, here's all these um, worksheets and uh, study guides I have for the upcoming novel and the curriculum for Green Dot that's coming up for this upcoming week. Here you go. I made copies for you. Like so that the, kind these of are, these are the, other te- the teachers that yeah. are These are like my department thing. chairs over right? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is what I felt like, felt it worse. I and this is like, one of the one of the department chairs was a black woman, and uh, you know, and just the one that, it was the same woman that got me hired at this, at this um, conference, but the, and like, Joe, she's dope. She's one of those teachers that's hella committed. She puts time and effort, right? But she's one of those people of color who, who like grew up in suburbia, went to a PWI, but took on the other mindset, right? She, she it's two mindsets. It's either, she's, she's it's either conformity, assimilation, and adaptation, right? Or it's just like, um, like negating fucking conformity, right? It's this right. other. It's this other flip side. There's really no in but like. I guess there's an in between, but not really. But, like you're either about wanting what they want, right? Luxury, fucking the car, the dream, the house, the material, or you value like things that matter, like relationships and love and like giving back to community, right, and stuff like that. So. Anyway, she's more on the mindset, like, they need to know the academic language. They need to read these classics uh, because they need them for college. So she's playing the game, but That's she's the kind of ig- yeah. ignorantly playing the game. She plays the game, and, like, because she she's conscious of the game, right. but she's not conscious of the fact that, actually, you don't need the dominant well, yeah, narrative. Right. Right. Yes. You don't yeah. need the dominant right. narrative in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they could read articles about fucking systemic oppression, like, yeah. from fucking, from uh, educational scholars, like... But they don't have to read of Mice and Men. Like, yeah. Or they don't have to, yeah. 
You feel me? Like that's the reality. And what are they going to engage more in? Like you got to be realistic. So there's so much literature out there, right? And again, it's just this. That idea was very prevalent and very dominant there in that space in that English department. Like they need to know the dominant literature because this is what they need in order to be successful in college. And this was this idea always of college, college, college. When in college has anybody ever asked me about? I've mice and men. Fucking never. Like at most, unless you're a fucking English major, which means no. you're probably doing fucking great in English class in high school. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. You're gonna you're gonna take maybe three English classes at most. Yeah. But it's like, a tool. We're 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 using all these things as tools just, yeah, to learn to, to write yeah. how to yeah. navigate. Well, and also how to, to think critically. Faster, and think I think yeah. I think that that's one of the things that is missing most in education. And when we talk about like. Uh, where colonization pops up in education, a lot of it has to do with this lack of critical thinking and logic and and inquisitive nature, right? It's not about whether or not your students know how to use literature and analyze literature um, and have questions about it and have conversations about it. It's can they remember these three things about this book so they can pass a test? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And... That's again what like we need to stray towards, like mm-hmm. what you're mentioning here, and like that's what it's about. And uh, I mean, luckily the Common Core standards, which are national now, allow like the language for you to like really tweak it to your own liking. It's all mm-hmm. about skills now. As long as you know how to like kids know how to summarize the text, like cite sources, like the content doesn't matter. Right. So that's where you take advantage. So what does right. a kid take away from your class? All right. So what does a kid take away? The uh, I'd say hopefully this ideal right. Uh, a kid takes away that um, that they're capable of whatever they desire to be and whatever they desire to accomplish. Um, and they're going to leave my class feeling loved and feeling appreciated. Um, and hopefully they leave with the tools to be able to know how to love and appreciate themselves and other people. What parts of the, of the of the real world, quote unquote, do you do you do you teach? Do you let I them teach know? about everything, but like just the things I mentioned right now. You like, let them know those that they gotta need to network afterwards. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like again, those like it's so like I really try to take on like um, a holistic approach to education. You know, like I'm not just I'm not, beyond teaching just the student. Like I'm teaching the human. Like I'm teaching the person. You know, like. My master's work was on like meditation and self reflection, like as a means to like uh, combat trauma. Like, I do, we, we do circles in class. Like, and th- again, this isn't groundbreaking work that only I'm doing. So many folks are doing this work and, and doing it, it like amazingly. Like, but I'm doing circles, I'm doing like meditation, um, we're doing self reflection, goal setting exercises. We're fucking walking outside of the classroom and fucking writing about what we see outside today. Like, we're talking about like things that make us happy, make us sad. Like, we get to know people, we interview our relatives, like, you know, we create movies about anything. Like, um, so I don't know, just giving kids the opportunity to like, again, be curious and like engage in meaningful, critical learning. Right. And, but then very intentional, right. you know, like uh, very intentional. Yeah. Like I'm a, at the same time that I'm gonna give you the space and the opportunity to like write about yourself and find your own self and like really develop and delve into your identity. I'm like, I'm exposing them to like history, you know, and that's where my background as a history teacher comes into play now, which is what I really say, like I'm a gender and ethnic studies teacher because like my focus is to talk about how colonialism and patriarchy kind of weave this whole like line, how colonialism and patriarchy have kind of created all these systems of oppression that now are put in place and maintained by the colonizer, right? And how these systems of oppression like kind of um, come to play in everyday society both in the past and now, how we got into the point where we're at now, right? So all this bad stuff and then resistance, right? And then how do we combat like injustice and how do we um, really like work towards like changing the world for ourselves, for our community, like and having an impact. So um, very idealistic, like, you know, and I have my students also do like, uh, well, the idea is to have them do like community action projects where they're like finding a problem in their community, what's called YPAR, Youth Participatory Action Research, right? They find a problem in their community, they're finding academic research to back up maybe why the issue is there, how they can solve it, right? And then coming to a conclusion after putting a, a, like a plan to change things into play, right? And seeing what they come up with, right? So just stuff like this, so I like get kids to like get something meaningful out of education, you know? And see like how there's such a connection between like learning and growing. And having an impact, right? Yeah. Um, how does yeah. this goes back to the, the green dot? How does green dot uh, differ from? How's it? How's it different than LAUSD? 
how's it different from LAUSD? If it is. Um, maybe a little more emphasis on testing. Uh, maybe really? a, a little more formulaic. Oh, wow. Um, in terms of curriculum, so they have a green dot curriculum for English, for math, and they really push teachers to follow it. LAUSD, it's more on a like site-by-site, like school-by-school basis, and there's typically a lot more room for like autonomy. So green dot's really focused on the results, on the results so that they yeah. can get more funding. But the results are fabricated based on like, thank you. The but results are fabricated yeah. based on like their testing. Like test-taking strategies right. or programs that are going to prepare students to right. do well on these tests. Not that they're even doing that much better, but that's the idea. Right. Like, there's no mandatory ethnic studies in Green Dot. Which is funny because learning all those techniques is really pointless. And, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really help you like, as a person or it doesn't really educate you in how to... like. Well, I guess it's good to learn those strategies so that when you play the system and play the game, you can have that but in your it, arsenal. Yeah, true, Are the but kids taking any life skills away from, from that school? From the, the, well, depends on the, I mean, hopefully they did from my class. Besides your class, But it's more, about, class, but it's more on a teacher-by-teacher basis, not necessarily yeah. like on a, on a yeah. certain subject. Are there subject. programs in place to maybe There's like advisory, advisory supposed to have like kind of like these real like life, life skills type of thing. Life skills or like just talking about current events and shit like that. Yeah, there's some of it, but it's really inconsistent, you know? And again, when you got like a one size fits all formula and like dry ass advisory and lessons. lack funding, right? Yeah, it's just. I mean, you don't have then, the funding to have a counselor for each thing, and like you know, well, let's do this, and everybody has their own thing. Advisory I mean, is just wait, advisory is just I, what home used to be, homeroom, right? Yeah, like, homeroom. Yeah, that's say, what it is. Which, yeah, I mean, it's it could be time to do work. Sometimes it's academic counseling. Mm. Um, I mean, look, there's funding there. I mean, they, they have counselors and stuff. Like that is definitely not the issue. I would say there's just a lack of creativity in terms of curriculum. Again, that's what I always say. Like, Lack of as long as you're teaching 90 percent like white text, like kids aren't gonna buy in. <laughs> yeah, you know. And as long as you got the same fucking reading, me, tell us some and of the writing text. strategy. Tell, tell us some of the texts that share some of the texts that you. Fuck, yo, that you I really used. tried to blur them out of my mind. Um, the one I taught was night because kids, no matter where you fucking teach, have this like weird obsession with the Holocaust. And like it's kids, weird. yeah, kids got like a weird obsession with really? about the Holocaust. Yeah, maybe they're just so. Or maybe they're so fabric. Like, yeah, well, they're just, so, it's just so fascinating, we as right? Humans learning like, can do that. Yeah, right. You I think it's saying? probably the idea of Hitler. I think that's what it well, is. Well, he's like yeah, the first real true. villain. Yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe that's what it is. Whoa, like, after Columbus, he's just iconic. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, know, right? Yeah, but I mean, present with like in the modern era. Exactly. Thank you. But that's the difference, though, is the way that we teach about Columbus and the way that we teach about Hitler. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we couldn't see. There's no Hitler day. There's no Hitler day. You know, <laughs> right. cities well, and universities right. and things aren't named after Hitler. So. And we were teaching, we were not teaching the truth about Columbus for a long time. Still not. You but still not. Still not. Right. And well, you can't I mean, get away from the truth anymore. But you can't get away from the truth In some places Hitler, here in California, it's not a holiday. But yeah. that's not, I don't think that's like Oh yeah, and also, it's, not, it's their also probably Jews would not yeah. let their oppressor get away that easily because there's a lot of this and... You know the people that got oppressed by. I mean, when you, I mean, they didn't you have a voice. Like, is my, I think, what I'm trying to say. That's true. I mean, look, finances definitely come into play. And then There's we so talk about the creation of, factors. like, the creation of talk- of Israel yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, money definitely has something to do with it, yo. But then at the end of the day, like Hitler, like murdered, like I think it was like 12 million Jewish folks. 12 million, nine, yeah. six million, like, or, nine, nine, six million, or like 12 six, million people. 12 million. Six million people, oh, nine million Jews. Jews. Six right. million Jews. The numbers vary, right? Six but yeah, I remember some numbers like that. But it's hella ridiculous, right? And but if you think about all Columbus the other... Columbus like 80 million, 80 to 100 million people died as yeah. a result of... Over how long of a time? And across Probably different countries, right? It doesn't fucking matter. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, not saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no yeah, yeah. I, I have, maybe, wait, is it across the entire world? I'm sure it's across several hundred years. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's probably... Like up through the middle passage, you know. Yeah, but point is, you have to oppression count those numbers too. It's not good. <laughs> no, definitely. Not. Yeah, so um, how do we reverse a, that? Education. Education. Oh. Yeah, but like meaningful, like meaningful. Yeah, yeah intentional. Intentional. Yeah. yeah. Intentional. What are you culturally trying to teach? relevant? Yeah. yeah, not like uh, learn these skills so that you can, you know. I mean, get your multiple choice. It's more the content. It's more like. Yeah, we don't need to. For example, we don't need to read. Of mice and men was on the list. <laughs> Macbeth was on the list. 
Um, Beowulf. Oh, um, the Bay. What was it? Beowulf. Beowulf. Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. No, yeah, not Scarlet. That's that that's before. Oh, that's before. The Odyssey. Um, there was What's the Odysseus. one with the witches? There is another one. Oh, uh, the Crucible. The Crucible. Crucible. That's Crucible. actually a pretty good one because that. Te- <laughs> oh no. Okay. I don't know. I didn't read it, Doc. I'm la- I'm just it's, laughing. I it's pretty good it. because it's pretty much. But see, but then it's see, but it's not but it's culturally. So, but that's the thing is, it's, it's not, not culturally. culturally it's yes, not. it has like themes and stories, and they all do. They're all like classic. That's like me saying like y'all have to watch Citizen Kane. I appreciate it because I appreciate film, but not everybody has to watch that. Yeah, and like don't get me film. wrong. Like I, I guess you can. <laughs> in the history of film, it's pretty important. Though. I guess you can. Yeah, it is. I guess you can. Exp- I mean, it, in the history of literature, if you want, then all these films are all these things are important. That's but like true. you're not yeah. delving yeah, into the you're history. Not, you're right. It's, it's not you're gen- teaching it, kids a niche. Yeah, exactly. Curriculum. But not, if you want to teach kids basics and you want to be relevant, then you're right. You got to like teach to the, you know, classroom. To the crowd. You yeah. teach to the crowd. Yeah. I mean, and don't yeah. get me wrong. You can start incorporating white literature. Just be yeah. very intentional about like what it is. You know, like you and know how much Shake- of it. And right. how much it is. Like you got to know who Shakespeare is, but we don't have to fucking read seven of his plays. And Fuck. even yeah, and even then, like yeah, sure, <laughs> mention homeboy, but yeah. maybe it's more important that he had a ghostwriter that was a woman of color. I yeah. believe. Bam! What? Drop you know what the I mean? mic. Yeah. Drops not think oh about God. this. I know. So like that's the kind of shit or like the right, like debunking right. this myth about Pocahontas, you know? Damn. Like Pocahontas she was, was fucking kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. She, she was. was fucking kidnapped, yo. And like she all was the colors sent of the wind were all one color. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting that um you know, I'm hearing you guys talk about like this experience in LA and what it was like for you. And you know, I had much different experience right. growing up in Arizona. Um and uh, I don't know if you guys, obviously I keep up with the news in Arizona, but there have been like, um, like racist textbooks in the classroom. And now like the, the Tucson school board, and I'm not sure if this is statewide, but I know for sure in Tucson, like they're banning ethnic studies. Like it's, it's been banned. They are not allowed to teach wow. ethnic studies in the class, in, in the classroom. Across the, and what yeah, was the so, reasoning? So right now is like the trial is actually going to, the second part of the trial is going to start right now, um, in Arizona. Um, and it's for, yeah, it's the second part of the trial to see if they're going to end up keeping the ban. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so there's been a big, I, I got, um, I know, uh, Dr. Cesar Cruz from Oakland, um, who made like the drive down from Oakland to Arizona to wow. like be at the trial. And I also know like the main, uh, one of like the founders of the, the MAS program, the mm-hmm. Mexican American studies program out in Tucson, his name's, uh, uh, Curtis, Dr. Curtis Acosta. And like, um, I don't know if y'all know the documentary Precious Knowledge, the one that talks about, there's a, a, a documentary called Precious Knowledge that talks about the start of this program and all mm-hmm. the great things it did and then them shutting it down. Mm. And like he pops up in the documentary. So it was a very well known like in the educational field. And I just was talking to him in Baltimore. He was at that conference. So um, he was like, so he's on his way to. Yeah. So what's the he's the, re- the reason for it though is because it. It apparently instigates like ra- racial inst- instigates ra- racial whatever. tensions and like causes kids mm. to like um, gets you know, people angry. Get yeah, gets people up. angry and like people feel well, uncomfortable. But that, but it's, like they are admitting that that is what they're scared of. It's the same, in the very yeah. language that they're yeah. using to ban this material and like completely negating the fact Just that like about teaching it. people their history keeps them engaged yeah, you know yeah. and makes them proud it's and, like when people say like you can't talk about race if you talk about racism you're 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 instigating racism yeah it's like but how do you like, ever, there's no racism how do you ever learn to talk from about it and who move said, forward who you know says that though? Like, we don't the oppressor say that. who gets scared? offended who like, yeah. of course we do and like i i saw something you know on tumblr that was like you know we're we're just asking for equality like we could be asking for a lot more you know we're just asking to have the same representation to be able to tell our own stories to be able to take the same pride in being in our skin and remember it's all alternative yeah and like when people say like oh i don't see color i'm like what do you mean because i wake up looking like this every day (laughs) like this is what i live in you know so it's like i just by not talking about it doesn't mean i'm not going to experience life in the in the skin that i'm in you know it's just going to make me feel disconnected from who I am, you know, being able to learn these things and have these curriculums and have these, um, be able to know like uh, accomplishments that have made by people who look like you, maybe as a woman even, you know, like not even are we not learning about people of color, we're not learning about women either, you yeah, know, no, we don't learn about, you know, advances that they make in science and in, you know, politics and things like that. It's all, it's all the same um, 
rhetoric and the same idea that keeps colonization and patriarchy like ingrained in our in our system and in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. And then Arizona Arizona's like the the worst and the best example of like what colonialism and patriarchy like can do like right now. Aside from like Donald Trump being an obvious example, um, like they literally have the most amount of like one of the most amount of charter schools in any other state. They have uh, they have like one of the lowest wage scales for mm-hmm. teachers nationwide. Um, I just read an article about like oh. why, why they're fucking up so bad. Okay, um, so yeah, just, just like so. A few years ago, this um, study came out called "The State of Latino Arizona," and it was a study. I'm not sure who wrote it, um, but they looked at the way um, brown kids were taught in the schools as opposed to their white classmates, right? Less attention, less um, guidance, less funding to the schools that they're in, less um, access to college-bound materials, all these things, right? Um, like, Latinos in Arizona are dropping out. Like, not only are they, like, like failing, but they're dropping out. They're not going to school. And um, the state is rapidly becoming browner and browner and browner, you know, like pretty soon, I think it was something like 20, by 2020, we're going to be one of the, I'm sure California too, but one of the first um, majority Hispanic state in the country. So then what happens when the majority of the population is not educated? You know, like they're not going to be educated. So they're not going to be able to get high paying skills job, you know, then, then that's not like, businesses are not going to be, um, you know, prompted to go there because they won't have the workforce who can work for them, you know? So it's like, like the system is so fucked that it's literally fucking itself, you know? Yeah, it's a positive yeah. feedback. You're fucking us and You're fucking yeah. your population yeah. over. Yeah. It's yeah. the future of your state. Yeah, it's inten- It's very much intentional mm-hmm. when they fuck over. It is. Absolutely. It is. Nah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Arizona's a fucking mess, um, but there's folks like... Like I said, like uh, Dr. Curtis Acosta, who are like really trying to like uh, keep the program alive and like really show obviously the study. There's a study that shows for itself like the 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 amazing results that it has. Like not only in terms of like kids and like the cultural pride that they feel or like the self empowerment that they've developed, but also their ability to navigate and make it to four year mm-hmm. universities, right? Which is like the, old, the ultimate goal, supposedly, right? Um, but yeah, man, it's a it's a struggle everywhere, and like we're in California, and like every, I'm telling you, every school I've been to, like there's still very many teachers who are still on that old school mindset, like you know these kids are like they just don't care, and like yo, like I'm telling Maybe you, like behind. one of the one of the biggest culprits, yo, like if not the biggest culprit, like in the educational system, I guess there's no biggest, but like one of one of them is us, our own people, you know, it's people of color who are teachers. But are are like on are very much within like this conformist assimilation mindset. Yep. Right. And yo, it's so toxic. Once you yeah. start telling kids like it's about them pulling their pants up and and not speaking slang and and mm. making it out of their neighborhood and you know and valuing this or that or, and college, college, college and like that's the focus, right? Yep. Um, get in debt. Get in debt. Get yeah, in. Exactly. They don't mention that part, right? But but when that's the focus, yo, like you're you're not gonna. They tell you not to let money get in the way. That's when, what they yeah, when, but really well, though, you better make lots of it, or you're not successful. <laughs> but when that's like the when that's with it tomorrow. Yeah, when that's <laughs> like the still the dominant narrative, like very much within our schools, like among white most white folks, definitely. Yep. And then on top of that, like among most like teachers of color, yeah, like for if sure. conformity is the fucking message. Yo, like, that's why so many kids fail out or, like, aren't buying it. Yeah. You're telling a kid, like, from an underserved neighborhood who, like, grew up struggling the whole life, oh, yeah, just, like, keep trying, keep trying. In 10 years, like, you might get into a college and then, like, you and might maybe you go to job. school more and then yeah. you might, like, get a good job. Maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like, yo, like, you're telling I, need, me, yeah, yeah. I need to see... Like, if I can slang this. There's a reality. Yeah, if I can slang like, this, I can make money now. Yeah, or even yeah. even it's just w- working, right? Like right? even right. Uh, again, like yeah. uh, while while many kids, many people end up slanging, like many folks don't, but they end up struggling and working fucking factory jobs. Like yeah. I, I got kids who, like immigrant, like immigrant students who are new to the country, like they go to school and then they still work at a factory. At oh, night. Dude, they get like so three hard. hours of sleep. They come like come to class the next day, like sleepy as fuck. But it's just it's just the reality, right? Um, but yeah, it's like it's an ugly system. So I think it's 
above all, we got to teach kids like one, like to be happy, like to be prideful, like uh, proud, happy with who they are, all that stuff, where they come from, like what they are potentially able to accomplish. And at the same time, being very real about uh, with them about the system in place. Right. And then the ultimate piece, obviously, is like helping them navigate. Yeah, because happiness honestly comes from within. And when you realize that secret, then you stop trying to make everyone happy. And then you realize, I'm going to just do my thing. And then all of a sudden, shit starts working out. Money starts flowing. Relationships start going well. And you're like, oh, shit, if I only just cared for myself. Yeah, I think like a lot of, um, I think a lot of the game of life, right, is very like much about intention and like that's like kind of the new like wavy thing like everybody's talking about intention but we see how energy is put out and it is reciprocated and I think that that's one of the things that keeps so many people entrapped in this mindset is really just like like intention and positive thinking like like but we don't foster that in youth you know like it's not important it's to not teach important that. to teach them yeah. to be proud of who they are right. and to believe in themselves and that you don't have to be the best kid in the classroom you know you don't have to be the only one getting straight A's to be successful you can be the one who struggles but try your hardest and keep um getting back up when you fall down, right? Instead, it's just about either you're the best or you get no attention at all, you know? So that's why so many kids fall off. It's like they're not given the tools that they need to motivate themselves and to believe in themselves and be given, like, confidence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when, like, the ultimate goal is always seen as college, like, yeah. fuck, yo, if college isn't for me, like, what is for what me? What is yeah. for me? They got very limited and People get embarrassed. <sighs> Dude, yeah. you know how many times I've had experiences where I see kids from high school... And, dude, I went to SC, but, like, I went through, dude, we were pretty much bred, uh, like, by SC. Like, we, they, they picked us up, and, you know, the program that I was involved in, that I was in, they picked us up in, um, in sorry, middle school, and they, they, they babysat us all the way through high school. We got into SC. You know, we kind of we were told that, you know, you're going to be, you're successful. As long as you stay here and keep it up, you're going to be good. And that's who we were in high school. That was it. So, aside, it was us, and then it was everyone else. Everyone else. Everyone else. I still see those kids, man. I'll go, I've, I've been, I, was, I was at Target once, and I saw this kid from... My, this was a homie, dude. He was my friend. We were in, he was my friend when I was at JC, when I was at a community college, before I got to SC, my first year. Uh, and, I, and we were cool. I, I worked at a movie theater. I was taking him out to the movies all the time. Dude, we were just, we were just chilling. When no one else wanted to kick it, I was kicking it with him. He was like one of my best homies. I got to SC. I don't know what happened. We just fell out. Whatever you know? I saw him... Uh, maybe like a year out of college, he, he, I saw him at Target because he was working at Target. It was the most awkward interaction with me. He he called uh, he he called me an asshole. You know he called he saw he saw Oscar and you know, he was a friend of he's our mutual friend. He went to Santa Barbara, and and then he looked at him and he said, "Damn, I expected these guys because of the whole USC thing, but I didn't expect it from you, Oscar." And it was just it was just this weird like I I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you were cool with me, you weren't even cool with this fool. But Wait, you know, expect but what? I guess it was just a weird vibe. He just got, I don't know. Like oh, because you saw him? I saw him, but I, I hadn't seen him in a long I don't know. Like, I don't think I did anything wrong. But immediately I was like, you went to call, You went to that school and you got it fr- paid for free and you're a dick. And I'm working oh. at Target. So you're, did you feel bad? I felt like shit, but I, I played it cool. I was just like, oh, okay. Ah, dude, you're being, stop being stupid. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and I gave him a hug yeah. and I did. Like, I yeah. couldn't stick around after that. But that's an example of the shit that I, had, that we, that I see. That in the, our group, our community, the group of kids that I that I went to uh, college with, we see that all the time. It's called survivor's guilt, bro. I oh, Kendrick research. talks about it all the time. There's research, What's up? research on it. I've seen yeah, it, it so is. many times. I, this kid, Good I saw point. him. I saw him at some other store, and he looked at me and he weaved away, bro. Like he just. As if he didn't see me, he hid behind the clothes, like yeah. some clothes. Like so, if that's survivor's guilt, what's the other emotion that they're feeling called? Internalized depression. Bam. Hey, thank you for naming that. Thank yeah, you. like that's you. Important. When internalized depression, like the way my kids memorize it, like oh, it's when you're whitewashed. <laughs> yeah, it's when you whitewash or when you like self hate, when you hate yourself. Yeah. Okay. So the easiest example I put on a cl- oh, like uh, I put on a clip of Boys in the Hood when the black cop is like harassing oh, uh, Trey. And, but that, yeah. but the good, but the other fool is like lighter and he's yeah, like, yeah, no, no, but no, no, the black cop is harassing Trey and my boy, the football player. What's his name? Oh, Rick, never mind. Uh, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. R- Ricky? Ricky. Ricky, right? Yeah, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, Ricky. Yeah, Trey and <laughs> Trey and Ricky, and the black cop is the one going in on those fools, like. Right. 
Right. Oh, you must be one of them like Hoover Street Crips and like right, like hella criminalizing and interrogating them, right? Like this is a black man doing this. Or yeah. fucking the easiest example, I show clips of um Boondocks and Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> oh, you want to know what internalized oppression is? Is yep. Uncle Ruckus. Yep. Uncle Ruckus is internalized. Back depression. in the good days when we were all slaves, yeah, it's we like used to get it, fed every it's day. It's like, or it's the people who, or it's the the homies that like don't speak Spanish intentionally, right? Oh, or, yeah. the, or the pochos, or, yeah. or the pochos. Or the or the family that tells you like oh why do you hang out there oh right. you oh you live oh you live there you live by Crenshaw mm-hmm. like oh. see but but I think it's important oh, to I teach the kids that there is no black and white because like I family. would say when there's situations that I have to be whitewashed like you say I'll pull out that coat yep you that's know? not being whitewashed see that's no that's like navigating there you go okay yeah, thank you yeah when it's intentional you. it's coat playing and that's game. important and that's that when distinction. you're conscious of it I feel but see that's a, that's an important distinction because some people don't know that yeah and, and then it. they'll start feeling the guilt and you're like look 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 because like look when I go over there to the I'll, I'll be all nice and then when when Marta walks by Marta no Martha Doña Marta yeah. I'm like hola como esta and I give her a kiss in front of them yeah. Right, but then you know what? But then you know I see happening. Then they start treating them differently. Yeah, because all of a sudden they're like, people. "There's cause she's not alone." Because all of a There's sudden they're people. like, "Oh shit, this fool who's kind of our token little brown guy is being really nice to them, and we're not being nice." Yep. Instead of pressures ignoring on. them, you know what I'm saying? And then because and then all of a sudden they're fucking having lunch six months later. And I'm like, whoa. What's oh, well, I mean, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're all brown, best friends. Tell my one brown friend, that's fucked up, Marta. He sold out. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. 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 It ain't Marta's fault. Hey, on the real, Marta's, hey, trying, to, Marta's trying to navigate too, man. She, but you, you know got what? A kid. But that's important. Marta's trying to navigate her too because her having yes. lunch with that yes. white guy might get her a promotion. And not in or that not sense. Not it no, might get her kids like that. But meaning, relationship building. Making that relationship or making that connection, right? But you know what? Her kid's going to need money for college, bro. Like, you're going to need to pull it from somewhere. And it's messed up because. Yeah, people that are dude and internalize the, dude you, you hit the nail on the head because you know what Martha used to do she would speak English to me in front of them and not kiss me and hug me but yeah. I did that to that her Common but, I, but I have to do it in front of them right and that's the, these things are you don't think about these things but like you do it in front of them. I'll go ham with Marta. Oh, she, she's like, <laughs> you got to smother Marta. You know what I'm saying? You're different, Marta. Yeah. You're my girl. We got something. But we got something too, white people, but we got something different. Yeah. And you see that. It's kind of like the, me? like the when you see another, like, well, I know it happens more in the black community. Um, yeah. But with like, Obama. When you see another Obama. Obama. black folk. Obama. <laughs> no, I know. Obama. I'm talking about like, oh, black no. I'm talking when you're walking down the block and you see another person of oh. color, especially in a predominantly white space, you know, you, you make give a head nod. Do a head yeah. I acknowledge you as a man of color and we are doing this. I will never see you again. Yeah, Take or care. if you're in a space yeah. and you see like you see <laughs> a woman of, you see a woman of color consistently getting shut down, yo, like yeah. you know, like you that's you again respect. that's uh, it's all about being intentional. Yeah. And that and that's yeah. like with the curriculum with anything, yo, like me as a man of color or as a big man in a space that often isn't that big, so I stand out like I know like if I see if I see like a woman colleague getting shut down like or getting spoken over by a man or men are dominating the space, space you better yeah. believe on your power that space that's so I'm gonna say it, but yeah. again again that's like being in right like being that's being ally like that's right. the least I could fucking do you know yeah. and if I'm not doing that if I'm not even calling out my homies for God fucking for the last like six years I've been trying like yo like stop saying bitch like stop referring to women this way like let's stop let's stop manipulating and using women like for their bodies you know and just like for temporary like emotional like uh, emotional support emotional crutches <laughs> emotional crutches right Damn. and then we leave all this fucking Damn. heavy ass emotional heavy ass emotional baggage Putting on, all out on there. these women no. who are He's like, you this know shit is too that. real about these <laughs> women right. Hey, on you. the real and coming I ain't again. Deny it. <laughs> and this is the fine line, yo. Like when I do these talks about my dismantling machismo and, and the patriarchy, you know, I get a lot of guys or my little boys on they get on the defensive, you know, like, oh, you're just trying to take women's side or nah, you're acting bro. like you never No, yo, I'm talking You're from, actually yeah. the weaker I'm talking one. to you from coming from the perspective of a recovering fuckboy. Like I that's what <laughs> I want. Like that sounds like a book. Yeah, like <laughs> yo, like it's all about it's all about naming it, yo. But I like, think that's what hey, I was molded yeah. into yeah. being. Hey, there you I go. think too that Name it's very it. important to to help men realize that patriarchy hurts men yeah. as much as it hurts women. It does. it does. It hurts men, and it's the same way. Feminine uh, feminism 
is like as strong. It, it helps men as much as it has, helps women. Like Absolutely. it all, like when we're more equal, when we're more able to like balance and support each other and learn from each other and speak on and, and not have to conform to these ideas of who we have to be in order to be accepted by other people. The more that happens, the more, you know, self-confident we'll be, the mm. more emotionally, uh, healthy. emotionally healthy we'll be. Yeah. So I think it's very, you know, like it's always interesting, you know, the dialogue that we have about women and like, um, and like how, you know, we're supposed to love and respect our mothers, but, you know, and our sisters, but treat these other women's like, you know, exactly, you know, so, um, it's it all like it all it's all very you know the the whore and the madonna kind of like complex you either fit into one or you fit into the other you can't be both you know you so and men too i feel like suffer a lot of that like sexual confusion from mm -hmm. from patriarchy so i think that it's very um very important that we start having these conversations, not just to women about dismantling patriarchy, but also to men so that they understand that it benefits them as well. Yeah, yeah and, to go, and to go with that, like something uh, like um, like a very, very famous, like one of my heroes, one of my inspirations, like Bell Hooks, like um, a, a black feminist scholar, like mentions, um, she mentions the fact that like patriarchy is perpetuated as much by women as it is by men for sure yeah and like you know how it is that like I see it every day like how my little girls like will fucking body shame each other like and it's so fucking blatant yo like and imagine if little girls do it like fucking grown women and you see social media and just like we all have women in our lives right and like well we live in know, a bully culture yeah oh absolutely you know? yeah and a bully culture and a fucking elitist culture mm -hmm. and like com always comparing ourselves to something you know so, man, a lot of issues, but all those fucking issues are the ones like, I got, like, luckily I'm able to tackle in the classroom, you mm -hmm. know? And this is the shit that I'm talking about. Like, I'm really trying to check my boys and their privilege. Like, I'm trying to, like, help girls empower themselves, right? Because, again, as a teacher, like, you're a facilitator of knowledge, you know? Like, Freire, like, Paulo Freire says, like, they're not empty receptacles. You're not dropping in knowledge, and then just they just take it all in, right? Like, this is a learning experience that's facilitated by you, perhaps, but... It's taken part in by everybody in the process. So, you know, make sure relevant, make sure meaningful, like show kids love, help them how to be good to themselves and to each other and help them like gain confidence and want them to do something with the world and navigate the system at the same time. And like in a fucking, in a, in a little spiel, like that's the goal, right? Hey, man, brother. Before we end, let's, let's go around and let's just do uh, recommendations and plugs. If you, you want to plug your, you want to pop, uh, pop, your, plug pops, your pops? Your pop shop. <laughs> sure. If you need any work done in your car. Oh yeah, oh, my pop shop. Yeah, or anything right. else? Anything else? Anything that you've been into that recently? Any new music? Any new shows? Any new anything we've read? Any, anywhere you've gone or something coming up? Whatever you want. Shit. All right. Uh, plugs coming up. Um, your Instagram or whatever. My Instagram, okay. right? Nah. I mean, I'd say like, yo, like if you're definitely like an educator um, of color who's like really trying to be about like bringing social justice and like. Um, you know, again, like decolonial frameworks, like to the classroom and to your community. Like, definitely check out the People's Education Movement, whether here in LA or the Bay Area. Um, Where are they located? Uh, they're uh, people's people's ed movement is kind of all over. They have different meeting spaces. Um, a lot of times they meet over here at the Southern California uh, Library okay. um, up on Vermont. Um, people's Bay Area works out of Oakland, but um, I, I uh, definitely like look up People's Education Movement. Definitely plug them. Um, plug my boys in Dina, La Familia. We got a soccer team uh, that's on the loose. Uh, we can't be stopped. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just glad like 11 of my guys are able to show up on Sundays. So. <laughs> and if we win, and if we win, it's a fucking bonus. Uh, nice. Nah, but much love to them. And, um, and yeah, just on that, uh, really props to y'all for what y'all doing. Um, I just really think that this me. is an important space um, where we can like really bring change and like um, have much needed conversations, right? To really, really bring some, some, some fun, but some consciousness, right, to our people, right? Um, so yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate y'all. Definitely. Yeah. Any plugs? Uh, I got a plug. Um, so I found on Facebook this link, and uh, I recommend you guys all just Google it. But it's 12 books that have been banned by the Arizona School Board for the Ooh, Latino Studies program. Yes. So you can support these authors by reading some banned material, and you know, how badass! Expand your mind a little bit. Ooh, I'm down. Share it. What, what was the or what was the? It, it's, it was called 12 
books banned by okay. uh, Arizona School Board. Nice. Okay, yeah. well, just give me the link. We'll yeah, post we'll it. Post when, it. When this goes yeah. up, we'll post, post it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. One more thing in that case. Yo, um, I, I work in communities that need it. If uh, listeners are out there and they're willing to give back, you know, you think in your, you know, through your earphones while you're at home or on the bus thinking about what can I do to give back to the community, you could fucking donate school supplies to your local schools. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. So um, contact me through, I got a coin term. It's pretty David Decolonize. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at David Decolonize. Uh, Instagram at David Decolonize or That's the best yes. email David Decolonize at gmail.com. Not for real. <laughs> I love that alliteration. And I will not way. only, I will not Consist- only. English teacher, by the way. Yo, the alliteration supplies, is good. The, the supplies are for, like, obviously for my students, much needed art supplies, like, uh, like pencils, pens, yeah. anything you can think of. Like, I know you don't believe me, but like, yo, like, I, it was a little joke. Um, I, I, my first day, I was like, yo, so where can I find the line paper? And the office manager tells me, "Oh, it should it should be in the in the cupboards." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then I go look. And, you know, like, hey, so there's no there's no line paper there. Um, do we have line paper? Yeah, we should. <coughs> All right, but yeah, no fucking line paper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're at a public school, and like, there's no line paper. Hey, there's so, a Office Max. I know. Um, <laughs> A couple blocks down. Go buy it on your own time. Bro, yeah. like my tax refund only gives me two fifty. So like I love my babies, but I cap the limit at two fifty normally. So any supplies, yo, yeah. hit me up yeah. through social media. It's much appreciated. What what I don't use myself, I'll share with other folks in East Oakland. I, um, besides that, that's it. Cool. Anything? Um, I got a, uh, I got nothing. Nothing. All right. Cool. Thank Sorry. You. <laughs> I've been listening to. Hey guys, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you go to for your podcasts. And make sure to rate us five stars. We want to make sure that we keep coming back and have new content for you every week. Um, Also make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at PocTalk and on Twitter at PocTalk1. If you have any questions or comments, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to throw shade at one of our panelists, you can write us at pocktalkpod at gmail.com or visit the website pocktalkpod.com. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Pock Talk.